Indianapolis. Go drop in. It's the show where Indy comes to talk. Open lines with Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. We are Indy's hip hop station. Hot 100.9. Hold up. Good morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, coming to you live on this Sunday morning, October 22nd, 2023. Happy fall to you. Good morning. On the show today, we're going to introduce you to a school here in Indianapolis that is doing things differently, that is doing things um, in a small, intentional way to be impactful bigger. That wasn't proper English. They are, what am I trying to say? They are doing things with smaller numbers to create a bigger impact. That's what I was trying to say. English teachers will light me up. We'll talk with Jeremiah Lockett. He is the founding school head and principal at the Harriet Tubman School of Excellence. You might not have heard of that school, but we'll tell you about some of their mission and how they are doing things differently. We talk a lot about education on this show, whether it be public schools, public charter schools, or private schools. It's been in the headlines a lot this year, and we'll find out why this particular school, which is run by a black principal, black creator, black founder, is in the black community, and he's been all through education, but I wanted to know why he's going this route. We'll talk to him, learn about his school, and how you can help as well. Election Day is coming right around the corner. Early voting is now open in Marion County. We'll tell you when and where you can start voting today, all the way up until Election Day, which is on November 7th. Who are you voting for? Have you made up your mind? I know it's not a presidential election. It's not a gubernatorial election for governor. But it is still ever so important from the city county building at the 25th floor of the mayor's office all the way down to the second floor at the city county council. So we will give you the details on all of that and much more coming up today here on the show. And of course, we'll spend the last half of the show talking to you just with open lines because I like talking to you. We always get into some to some good stuff. But we'll start this morning talking a little bit about education. And I know. Uh, sometimes folks get fired up when we talk about um, education and the differences of the alternatives. Now, you all know that uh, I went to public school, a traditional public school, I should say. I work for a traditional public school. So, um, But we've talked a lot about the uh, changing landscape of schools here in Marion County. If you were watching the debate uh, two weeks ago. You heard me ask the question on charter schools to both mayoral candidates, Jefferson Shreve and Mayor Joe Hogsett, if charter schools would be something that they would put a moratorium on or if this was something that they were going to continue to let uh, grow. Both said they had no intention or interest in putting a moratorium on it. So you've got public charter schools that are fighting for a piece of the pie, but there are also private schools out there that want a piece of the pie as well. Now, those schools pay tuition. I want to introduce you to one of those schools because it is different. I think people get I know people get charter schools and these type of private schools um, confused. 
So we'll talk about what the differences are, but specifically about the Harriet Tubman School of Excellence that is on the east side and their mission, what they're trying to do, how they are doing things different with a small number of students, because that could be the most impactful way. To tell us more about that is Jeremiah Lockett. He's a frequent listener of the show, which is how we got connected. Uh, but now he's on our live line as a guest. Mr. Lockett, good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning and good morning. It is so glad to be up and active this morning, but also more importantly, good glad to be on the show. Well, I'm glad you could come, and you said you are usually up at this hour listening to the show. Yes, sir. I am. I'm an, I'm an avid, committed listener, and I'm always enjoying the, the content and the conversations that take place uh, on this show. Well, thank you so much. I want to tell folks about uh, what you're doing at the Harriet Tubman School of Excellence on the east side. Tell us about it if folks have never heard of your school. Yeah, so uh, thank you. So I am the founder and head of school for Harriet Tubman School of Excellence. We are a independent uh, faith-based private school. Um, when I say private school, we're, we're classified as the same as like a park tutor, Chitar, cathedral. No, we are private, so I have to make that distinction. Mm -hmm. Quite often, uh, the community uh, confuses a private school with a charter school. Mm -hmm. We are a, a legitimately private school. We are um, accredited by uh, the Department of Education here in Indiana. And so um, that affords us uh, some access to the Choice Scholarship Program, but also it makes us accountable to a, to a higher hierarchy to ensure that we are serving our families and our scholars to the best of our ability. You're, we're getting a lot of um, wind noise from, sounds like your microphone, probably on your headset. Uh, oh, you, you sound you you sound clear. You sound great, but getting a lot. We can hear all the uh, all the it's picking up a lot of extra background noise. Um, what would you tell people when you when people ask you that, or you have to explain that uh, charter your private school is different from a charter school? Um, how do you explain that? Uh, typically, uh, the, the biggest distinction uh, between a charter and a private, of course, we we uh, we have tuition. And so parents uh, do have to pay tuition costs uh, to attend our school. But I will say that we made a, we structure our tuition uh, plan extremely affordable. Mm -hmm. So um, economics or finances will not be a barrier for our families. And so to attend our school, uh, parents uh, only have to pay $50 a month or $600 a year uh, for the scholar to attend our school. And because we're able to participate in the Choice Scholarship Program, um, the Choice covers about 70% of the tuition costs, and then we have to fundraise the difference uh, to ensure that the full tuition amount is, is covered for that year and for that scholar. Now your phone's breaking up real bad. We'll see if that's better here in a second. Uh, is, is that better? That's better. Okay, good, good. That's perfect. That's perfect. So you have to fundraise. You have to yeah. uh school comes at a cost, but uh your goal is is fifty dollars, is that a month, a year? What was that? That is fifty dollars a month, uh, or six hundred dollars a year. Mm -hmm. Um that is what we ex um ask every family to pay. And um, you know, even then, you know, sometimes uh families may have a tough month or may be in a position where um, they can't uh, pay that amount. We even have financial aid to cover that. 
But ultimately, what I do want to stress is that, yes, we are private and we do offer tuition, but more importantly, we want to make it affordable uh, for our families, considering the, uh, you know, the, uh, the purpose of the school is to be in an underserved community. And so knowing that going into it, like, like I said earlier, we wanted to make sure our tuition was extremely affordable. So tell us about where you are. You said you're in a certain community. Why there? What difference are you trying to make there? Yeah, so uh, when we started to develop the concept of the school, uh, we were intended to identify part of the part of Indianapolis where what we call an educational desert, meaning that um, there are no schools in the in that area, or if there is a school, it is underperforming, and we wanted to be to be an, an alternative option uh, for those families who are looking for something different for their child to uh, to attend. Now, with that being said, we are currently located in the Devonton community off of 46 in Arlington. Um, that is our founding home. We are leasing space out of Zion Hope Church, which is a, a great partnership. Uh, years ago, Zion Hope Church used to have a Christian school in there. And so the infrastructure um, is already there uh, for a school to exist. And so, so it just happened to be a perfect marriage between our school and Zion Hope Church. And how has that been going? You know, you talked about how you are working with your goal is to keep this a small population school, whereas a lot of the alternatives uh, of charter schools want their their plan is enrollment. They want to increase enrollment. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what what we're doing, we're doing something unique, and that is uh, what's called micro schools. And micro schools have been around for quite a while. Uh, I, I believe we may be the first example of a micro school here in Indianapolis, mm -hmm. but the whole purpose of a micro school is to maintain a small, intimate learning environment. And the purpose of uh, for that primarily, if you think about it, is to really, as you said earlier, to make a great impact uh, on a child's learning experience. We are very intentional to offer our, our scholars a educational experience, not an educational transaction. With a small learning environment, no scholar can be overlooked. They, will, they receive all the attention that he or she needs to be able to excel academically, but also as a, as a, as a well-rounded person, uh, being able to deal with those issues that oftentimes uh, prevent a scholar from doing well in a, in a larger school environment. In a, in a smaller school environment, we're able to deal with that head-on, in the moment, and then uh, watch that scholar grow and develop into something just quite amazing. We're on the phone with Jeremiah Lockett, Jr. He is the founder and head of school at the Harriet Tubman School of Excellence on the east side near 46 in Arlington. You want to talk to him, 317-239-1009. The phone lines are already starting to ring, 317-239-1009. Um, this is, uh, education is continuing to look different and you know, again, based off the questions that I asked uh, the mayoral candidates two weeks ago, this is a topic that is going to uh, an area that is going to continue to evolve because really that was the way um, that things were designed to be. Hang tight. Okay, I dropped out for just a second. Uh, 317 239 
317-239-1009. My headphones came undone. 317-239-1009. That's the number to call to get on the air here this morning. Uh, let me go to the phones. Caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? Hey, Cameron. How are you doing this morning? Good, Paul. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm well. Uh, I want to say greetings to your guests and congratulations on your school. Um, I have a question. Um, that is named the Harriet Tubman uh, School. Um, how far back in history do you go as far as teaching the um, community, uh, the black community, or the the people of color? How what, what, is 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 history one of your curriculums? Or what are your curriculums there at the school is my question. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Paul. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Mr. Uh, yes. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Paul, for the question. And uh, uh, we are very intentional in integrating history. Uh, so, so every scholar takes a social studies class, number one. Uh, but, but even beyond that, even beyond just the standard social studies curriculum that we have to follow, uh, we ensure that our scholars are exposed to the heroes and sheroes of, of the African-American experience. Um, for example, last year, our sixth graders read the autobiography of Frederick Douglass. You know, fifth graders, every scholar, every scholar who goes to the school has to read the biography of Harriet Tubman because you cannot go to a school named Harriet Tubman and know nothing about her. Um, quite often in our, <clears throat> in our articles, that we present in front of our scholars in our text, we often integrate um, black history and, and a lot that we do because this, these um, exemplar leaders that have graced this planet are examples of what our scholars can achieve to. When, we, when you take the time and read the stories of these heroes and sheroes, you realize that these are just normal common folk that decided to embark upon something great amidst all challenges and all obstacles, yet they overcame and did something phenomenal. And that is the same type of messaging we want to instill into our young people, that you can do something great, you can do something phenomenal, despite any challenge or obstacle that may be presented in front of you. So we are very intentional in putting in front of our young people the great examples of our African-American men and women who have done great things in our country. Currently, the whole school is reading the autobiography of Katherine Johnson, who is a, a mathematician um, who did some amazing work at Nassau. And they, you know, they even made a, a movie about her. I think it's called Hidden Figures yep. or Hidden Numbers. Hidden Figures. Yeah, yeah Hidden Figures. So, you know, we're, we're, we're very intentional with that. 317-239-1009. More folks calling. 317-239-1009. Let's go to caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? You know, I just hope that they tell our kids the truth, Cameron, because, you know, if they look on the Internet, you know, I didn't have the Internet for a long time, but I have it now. And a lot of these myths are being debunked, especially about some of our heroes and sheroes that were not the uh, superlative people that we uh, try to make out that they are. I mean, 
anytime you get a person, and I'll try to call back later, I have a real juicy issue for you, but in, in any case, uh, we need to research our people before we start naming schools and stuff after them and uh, be complete because one of these days our kids are going to come across that, the real truth about these people, these actors, and they're going to be disillusioned. All right. So we need to be more truthful. All right. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate it. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Caller online, too. Good morning. Who's this? Hi. This is Nick Mullins. How's it going? Hi, Nick. Good morning. How are you? Doing wonderful. I just want to say this is my first time tuning in, and I'm just so very impressed by your program. Congrats. Oh, well, thank Absolutely. you. And also, I mean, it's pretty interesting to profile – um, the gentleman that has a private school, $50 a month, that's a steal. More people should be blowing them, blowing them up. Well, Mr. Lockett, somebody sounds like somebody uh, believes in what you're doing. Yes, sir. I, I appreciate that. And that, that is, uh, we, we, look, the board, myself, you know, everybody, we feel the same way. And I will say this is, uh, we're just starting our third year and, you know, we're, uh, getting a footing and, you know, begin to establish a presence and a name in the city. But, I, you know, in the future, I do believe that we will have an issue with uh, demand um, because uh, we have wonderful stories from our parents who enjoy sending their scholars to our school. We have scholars who enjoy coming to school. Um, kids are learning. Um, they're seeing themselves win in the classroom. They're telling. So, you know, we, we, we do our very best to offer a well-rounded, enriching learning experience. And uh, we just this is part of the reason I'm on the call today, just to share the good news of what we're doing and hopefully uh, encourage some parents to uh, contact us for enrollment purposes. Awesome, awesome. Uh, well, Cameron, real quick question, sir. Uh, mm -hmm. how, do we, how do I follow you, like, on Instagram or whatever? Uh, just type in Cameron, R-I-D-L-E. I'm on everything. I have a Twitter and X, but I stopped tweeting on it because it. But you know, I'm on everything. I have everything. <laughs> just okay, type, cool, just cool, dial cool. my name in. I'm there. All right, cool. Hey, well, I appreciate the call again. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate you. Three one seven two three nine one zero zero nine. Yeah, I I got I have all the social medias. I'm there. Instagram, Twitter. Well, I guess it's X, Facebook, uh, whatever. I'm I'm on there. Just type type the name in. And by the way, you can listen to the show. Anywhere you get uh, podcasts, if you ever miss a portion of the show or you missed what one of your favorite callers had to say, you can just go dial it in, open lines with Cameron Riddle, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. 317-239-1009. Another call. Good morning. You're live on open lines. Who's this? Hello. Hello. Hi there. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know I was going to get through. You got through. Good morning. I just wanted to know if any children in the city can apply to go to this school, like even if they don't live directly in the community that is nearby. That's a great question. Hey, uh, Cameron, would you mind restating? I, I can barely oh, hear okay. her. She, she, she wanted to know, could any student anywhere in the city, do you have an attendance boundary or can anyone attend your school? Oh, our doors are open to any scholar in the city of Indianapolis. We're not limited by boundary. We're not limited by township. We are, our doors are open to any scholar who wants to attend our school. We're currently serving grades five, six, and seven. 
Next mm-hmm. year we're at eighth grade, and uh, we'll stop at eighth grade. But but we'll we're, we will receive any scholar who wants to uh, come to our That's school and, and be Thank great. Thank you. Thank you so much for the call. All right, I'll take care. Bye-bye. Jeremiah, you know the one one of the things what what I find interesting about how you're doing things is you use the word stop, um, which is against all of the other questions you intend to keep your school small when uh the other schools particularly some of the public charter schools that's their entire uh base uh uh, business plan or uh action model whatever you want to call it is to grow enrollment but that's Mm -hmm. not how you're shaping yours well uh and so just to kind of share with you a little bit my experience and i've I've worked in traditional public and i've worked in charter and, uh, you know, as a teacher, I was a teacher for, for, for a very long time. And, and I've taught in those classrooms of 25, 30 scholars. And, I'm a, you know, and I, I have to pat myself on the shoulder. I think I'm a pretty good educator. Mm-hmm. I taught math the entire time. And so <clears throat> what I've discovered as a teacher and as an administrator, I discovered in my own observation that oftentimes in larger school environments, um, a lot of children get overlooked for whatever reasons, right? Um, behavior challenges, uh, you know, kids being um, uh, disconnected from the, the learning because whatever the case may be. And so it's, you know, 10%, usually in a school, 10 to 15% get, get attention because they're, they're the, the A students, the high flyers. Another 10 to 15% get attention because of behavior challenges. And then you have that bell curve, that middle group that's often overlooked, that tends to just kind of get pushed on because the attention is on the the A, the A students or on the, the behavior students. Well, I, I just realized that, hey, you know, to really make an impact on all students, you know, we, we want to make sure that our classrooms are manageable and small to the point where, as I said earlier, no scholar can be overlooked no matter what the situation may be. And I realize I can best serve 300 scholars by having um, uh, smaller campuses throughout the city of 50 to 60 scholars. Mm -hmm. So ultimately our goal is to um, open up another campus on another side of town of 50 to 60 scholars and then open up another campus on another side of town of 50 to 60 scholars. Um, just, Just trying to make an impact in different parts of the city um, by serving smaller classroom or smaller school units. Interesting concept. 317-239-1009. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Real quick, Cameron. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to ask uh, your your guest, do you guys have an emergency fund set up? Uh, and if so, uh, where do we make our donations to families that, that may be falling short of that $50 that month? Or uh, do you guys have something set up? Uh, so that the public uh, can assist those families. Well, that that's yes, a great question, and you got a fundraiser coming up. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll try to hit two for one. <laughs> uh, thank you for that. Uh, thank you, Paul. Uh, yes, we have what's no, called Adopt a Scholar, and that that is that is th- those are funds specifically set aside for a donor to adopt a family for those parents who uh, who just say, "Hey, Mr. Lockett, I can't afford it this year. I lost my job." You know, uh, we know the economy is tough for everybody. And I would say this year, more than the years past, I've had more families uh, elect 
to participate in the Adopter Scholar Program. So uh, if you want to make a donation to the Adopter Scholar Program, you can go to our website, um, and it's www.htseindy.org. Or feel free to give me a call at 317-544-9078. And uh, if you call me, we'll make sure that, um, you know, we, we set up the necessary payment procedures to ensure that that family gets that donation. Now, if I can ex um, extend this conversation to talk about our gala, you sure can. Uh, which is which was the original intent, and we just you know we just expanded to another whole conversation, mm -hmm. which is great because we should always be fired up about education. Everybody should be fired up about education in the city because at some point, Cameron and myself will get old, and we'll need new leaders to assume these positions, and these new leaders are the children sitting in these classrooms. And so we should always be get excited and get and and, and uh, have some sense of uh, investment in these young people because these are the ones who will be leading this nation. Uh, but needless to say, I went on a tangent there. <laughs> uh, this good. Saturday, um, October 28th at 11 a.m., we are having our first annual um, History in the Making Gala, and we are so uh, blessed to have your very own. Mr. Cameron Riddle serves our master of ceremony. We have, as our keynote speaker, we have a descendant of Harriet Tubman. She is the great, great, great grandniece of Harriet Tubman, who will be, in, who will be visiting our city this weekend and uh, will be our keynote speaker at our luncheon this Saturday. Also, which I'm really uh, proud about, our scholars will also be part of the program performing uh, poems, speeches, and other works of literary art as part of this program as well. And the money that we're raising forth from this luncheon, of course, is to ensure that we continue to do the work we're doing with our scholars and our families. Just to kind of share with you a little bit of how the dollars will be used, um, scholars stay with us to 5 o'clock Monday through Thursday. We have a really robust after-school programming. The money will be used to support our speech and debate team, our spelling bee team, our chess team, our robotics team. We have a STEM fair that we do every year that's in the spring. We're going to do a math competition uh, in February. And so we, we try to, uh, as I shared earlier, create a learning experience for our scholars, and we do that by offering a lot of academic-based competitions and programs for our scholars to really show their genius. Mm -hmm. A lot of these scholars did not realize that they were good in chess, or they will enjoy speech and debate, or they can do spelling really well. Well, until you put them in these positions, they will never know the talents that they carry. And so if you're able to make it out to our luncheon, we're gl glad to have you. You can go to our website, once again, to purchase tickets online, and that's www.htseindy.org. Or, once again, you can call me um, to arrange a, a ticket, your ticket for the event. Individual tickets are $35. Couples are 60 
Um, you said that the school day there, that you, you, you have the kids for a long, uh, long day. You're uh, involving them in activities all day. So school day ends at 5. What time does school day begin? Yeah, parents drop off um, as early as 8.30. Schools officially, uh, learning stops at 3. So 8.30 to 3.30, learning stops okay. at 3.30. And then we offer what's called a brain break. So from 3.30 to 4 is, is their brain break. We give them an after-school snack. They have a chance to decompress kind of relax a little bit, and then at 4 o'clock um, starts our after-school programming. So 4 to 5, uh, Monday through Thursday, starts our after-school programming. All right. Um, give folks uh, the information one more time if they want to uh, get involved with the gala, which, as you said, is $35, and I do have the uh, honor of being the master of ceremonies for the event. It's always good to learn about the different options of, of how education in Indianapolis is evolving, because it is, and so... I have just taken into, well, let's learn about all the different options that we can because I know a lot of folks are um, un, are not ready for the change or don't want to accept that the change is here, but uh, the shape of education in Center Township um, within the IPS boundaries and throughout Marion County is has changed. And the way it is now, it's here to stay. And so I wanted to bring in, because we've talked a lot about um, charter schools, but I wanted to bring a, a private school into the mix to learn about those operations because I truly don't know. I didn't go to a private school. I don't know much about how it works. So it was good to know, especially a uh, on a smaller scale um, of population of students, how the how that is run. So Jeremiah Lockett, give us the information one more time about your school and about the Gala. Sure. And so the uh, so three things um, I'm gonna give you contact information to cover three issues. Number one, for those who want to make a donation, you can give me a call or visit our website. For those who want to attend the gala this Saturday, you can give me a call or visit our website. And for a parent who is currently looking for an option for their child, you feel that your child's not getting what he or she needs and you know there's something out there, but you don't know what it is, please give me a call and we can talk about um, how we can be a great fit for you and your family. We still have a few seats available uh, for maybe five more scholars. We can probably take in for this year uh, for grades five, six, or seven, um, or even next year. We can even talk about next year as well. But my phone number for either one of those situations will be uh, 317-544-9078. Or you can go to our website at www.htseindy.org. All right. Jeremiah Lockett, the founder and head of school at the Harriet Tubman School of Excellence near 46th and Arlington. Thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us what it is you are doing for the community in education. Thank you, sir. All righty. Thank you for having me. And everyone, all the listeners, have a wonderful day today. All right, still to come here on Open Lines. Uh, we're opening the phone lines to talk to you to find out what is on your mind, what's important to you, what do you want to talk about, what's on your heart, what's on your mind to let Indianapolis know about. Call me, 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. This is your chance to let the city know what's going on. 317-239-1009. We're back. I'm Brandon. Let's do one big break, and we'll be back with more Open Lines in about six minutes.
Open Lines is Indy's favorite Sunday morning show. It's the show that brings you news about what's happening in Indy and around the world with Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. It's the show where Indy comes to talk. It's Open Lines with Cameron Riddle. All right, and we're back here on Open Lines on this Sunday morning. I am Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, back with you live here. Want to talk about a couple of things before we open up the phones because the phone lines are already ringing and already full. So if you're hearing my voice through the phone, do not hang up. You're one of the next three people that we will hear from on the air. If you're getting a busy signal, keep trying. We're coming to you in just moments. I want to remind you real quick that early voting has now begun in Marion County. Election Day is Tuesday, November the 6th. We got an important mayoral election and some city county council races uh, that need your vote coming up on Tuesday, November 7th, if you want to wait and vote on Election Day. But you can actually go vote already in Marion County from October 11th through November 6th, which is right now. You can go vote down at the city county building. Uh, of course, just have your ID and be registered to vote already. Uh, and then you will be good to go. They are actually open on the weekends as well. Those hours are, this weekend at least, they're open from 8 until 5. Uh, let me make sure I got that. October 11th through the 13th, 16th through the 20th, 23rd, and 27th. Oh, that's weekdays. I read that wrong. That's tomorrow. Starting tomorrow, it is open 8 until 5 at the City County Building. Then next weekend, they will be open from 11 a.m. until 6 p.m. And then the election, the weekend before the election, November 4th and 5th, 11 a.m. until 6 p.m. Then on Election Day, you will be able to vote at any of the voting centers across Marion County. Your vote counts. There's no trickery. There's no Pythagorean theorem. There's no division. There's no multiplication involved in how your vote is counted in this election. It is simple addition. The candidate who has the most votes wins. If you win by one vote, you win. If Johnny has six apples and Timmy has seven, in this case, Timmy wins. Your vote counts every single one of them. So please vote. Uh, Don't take that for granted. Before we go to the phones, I want to also shout out two restaurants and a business that I've got to check out because of all of the... Uh, controversy that happened online this week with this uh, Darius Cooks coming to Indianapolis, ripping up a lot of businesses, a lot of small black businesses that people were online upset. It even made a story into the Indianapolis Star uh, with this guy coming to town and ripping up some of the restaurants. So, have to shout out Country Kitchen, which just opened this past week. I, I missed the grand opening, but I got to get back there. I've seen the videos inside, and it looks great. So Country Kitchen, the Country Kitchen that we know, is now back open in the original location. So be sure to check that out. Of course, Chicken Scratch is uh, Chef Tia's place. Love me some Chef Tia. She's back with Chicken Scratch. It's downtown at 121 West Maryland Street. Got to continue to support these businesses that are coming up because you got some people who come to town and just rip these places up and also have to get out and uh, check out the Indie Fresh Market there on the city's east side. I was there when they broke ground and helped tell that story. So I've got to get back there and now see that it is open and flourishing. Everything I've seen online looks great. The store looks beautiful. So congratulations to everybody who had a hand in that, uh, the guys and um, 
so much more. We got to continue to support our people. Did you did you see this Darius uh, Cooks controversy um, where he, as the Indianapolis Star uh, put it, slammed some black owned businesses? Uh, he went to places including Huge Impact, Oviedo, uh, Culture, Hanks, The Block Bistro, Open Kitchen, Mississippi Bell, King Ribs Barbecue, and Barbecue Heaven. I don't even know what he said about uh, King Ribs, but it better be easy because that, that 16th Street King Ribs is my spot. So I don't have any complaints. I don't know what he said, but now that we might we have might have to fight about my 16th Street King Ribs. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. What is on your mind? We don't have to talk about just that, but that's something that has been on my mind. Like we gotta shout out some folks who on the same week that this is out there uh, and has gone viral. We've got some businesses opening right here in Indianapolis. We got to make sure we let you know um, that they're there. We got to support. Uh, 317-239-1009. What else is on your mind? It is open lines until we end the show here in 15 minutes. Whatever you want the city to know about, what's on your heart, what's on your mind, share it with us. The floor is yours. I'm going to sit back and listen. 317-239-1009. Let's go to the phones. Caller on line one. We'll start there at the top. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Diana. Hi, Diana. You're live on the air. What's on your mind? Okay, first I want to address what you said. Oh, no, they, they got to leave King Rivers alone. <laughs> leave my Terry and my David alone. And you can't forget her Keystone store. Mm-hmm. That store is good, too. Okay, so my your sister's on the school subject. Mm-hmm. What are the, the talks? Of, is there any talks about, like, staff members, what they're to do, like, when, when school is out? I mean, because when school is out, there's no pay for I don't know if teachers get paid, but like the staff, the right. lunchroom, the janitors. I remember back in the day when my uncle used to drive for IPS, but they were allowed to get like unemployment. Mm-hmm. Can't do that no so more. Right. So what, is there anybody talking about the people that work inside? Just not, I mean, you know, not on the educational level, but the ones that don't have a choice but to take the summer off. Um. I wish that somebody would. Uh, that's part, and I'll just speak as as the school bus driver who has the radio show here. Um, the There are no options. I don't know how they expect you to pay your bills. Now, some school districts allow it to be set up to where your pay will still roll through the summer. Some school districts um, do not. And at last check, the mortgage company does not care that you don't get paid in uh, July and really that first uh, part of August because you still get that check come through in June. But... Um, I wish the lawmakers would would look at that. That's part of the retention problem that people leave. You know, okay, I intend to come back to work at school as either a teacher's assistant or a school bus driver or whatever it is. I intend to come back in August, but I got to find some work for June and July. And when sometimes when they find that work, they're like, hey, actually, this is better. See you later. Right. So who do who do we talk to about that? Like, who do we write to? You got to start writing to your uh, state lawmakers at the state house. You you find who your senators are. Find who your um, state representatives are. It's not a it's not a city county council issue. This is a state issue about the way uh, schools, public schools, and this includes charter schools, um, which are public schools, um, how they're structured. They're not. Uh, now you can they'll, they'll say, well, there's work over the summer. You can do some summer school, but yeah, for, that may be for three weeks. But then, what about the month of June, uh, right. or the month of July? Uh, so we gotta in in all matters of education. 
I'm sure there's teachers and principals and school staff listening right now who are giving me the snap of yes, keep 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 talking that talk because that's where you need to uh, hold the fire to at the people at the state house. Okay, thank you. You have a blessed day. Thank you. You too. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, Brother Cameron. Brother Motep here. And hey. Thank you for taking my call. And yes, <clears throat> I did, briefly, I did catch Brother Darius's uh, jaunt mm-hmm. through the city on Facebook and looked at a lot of the comments. <clears throat> and according to my experiences, at certain restaurants, he gave 16th Street King Ribs a raving approval. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a slow and slow person. They mm-hmm. don't low and slow over there. Mm-hmm. I, last time I've been there, uh, just trying to get a, a some chicken. It was kind of dry to me, mm-hmm. so I generally smoke my own chicken. Uh, but but I'm a low and slow person. They mostly grill barbecue, but people like it. And uh, but he did give them raving reviews. Most of the places he was right about uh, Mississippi Bell, that canned stuff. I've heard that for a lot of people. It's been canned. He was completely correct about that. And also, I went to Tupelo Honey for a friend's birthday party mm-hmm. and wasted $86 in there. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. So, Tupelo Honey, you better get it together. He didn't go by there. He should have. He, put, he probably would have gave him a blasting. Uh, I want to tell our people, good black folks, get your children out. We've got ice crystals from Haley's Comet coming up in the sky the last three days. Uh, also get them teaching them the young ones if they don't know the uh, moon phases waning gibbous full moon things like that they need to understand our existence is derived from what's up there and out there and so <clears throat> when you get them curious to space and the universe and the and the solar system that helps them pique their curiosity <clears throat> and Cameron uh, excuse me I want to thank J- Jim Voyles I'm sure you covered it I want to thank Jim Voyles for what he said and putting the state superintendent in check, coming from a family of attorneys, Jim Voyle spoke as an attorney. See, we have Rick, uh, 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 the uh, uh, FOP guy, mm-hmm. and then we have the state superintendent. They talk like cops, whereas Jim Voyle talks like an attorney. Like he said, it's not Marion County. You have state statutes that dictate bonds and stuff like that in mm-hmm. all 92 counties. Mm-hmm. He spoke like an attorney. If you all don't know who Jim Voyle is, he's one of the top criminal defense attorneys in the state of Indiana, next to David Hennessy. Okay, so if you don't know who they are, they're not speaking stupidly. And he is the president of the uh, Indiana Bar Association, and he put the superintendent in check because the cops think that they need to control the streets and the courtroom. It doesn't work that way. And Jim Voss made it a point to let him know things work by statutes. State statutes, judges have statutes they work by, and then it's like all 92 counties, and quit picking on Marion County. It goes on all over, and bonds and things and stuff like that is by state statutes, but yet the cops, Kendall Adams and all of them included, continue to speak like cops, whereas coming from a family of attorneys, attorneys kind of know a little bit more, so I, w- I want to throw that thanks to him. And then, Cameron, I'm personally friends with these people, and maybe you covered it, but I spoke to my friend's mother, uh, the, the, one of the children's mother yesterday, and she said the, the uh, black media has not called them, and that's about the Beach Grove case. You familiar with that? The Beach I've Grove heard, case, three, three heard, young men. Who I've were heard something about it just on yeah, Friday, so, but I, I don't know all the details of it. 
Okay, yeah, one, yeah, that, that's a, that's a nasty case. Uh, Mr. Skirvin and his wife did profile those three young boys who all keep plenty of money in their pocket. Uh, Walgreens didn't complain. They haven't done anything. If you all are not familiar, there's a nasty case going on in Beach Grove right now of racial profiling from a mayoral candidate, Skirvin, which this has nothing to do with because two of the students don't live in Beach Grove. Mm-hmm. Okay, but they profiled them. But her. Her, she's been on Star, Miss Karan Stevens, one of the, the children's mother, and that's my best friend's wife. And they've been on, but she told me yesterday that nobody from the black media to record or nobody has contacted them. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I thought I sent you the clips or the articles on X, but, uh, you know, there's something that needs to be highlighted from our local media. They need to jump on this and get on this case. The Star, TV 6 and THR has highlighted it, but she said she hadn't been contacted from anybody in the black media. So that's that's what I was throwing it out for. Essence Magazine covered it last week. Matter of fact, Essence mm-hmm. did cover it, but that's a national magazine. Nobody from local news. So I just want to throw it out to people. Look up the Beach Grove racial profiling case. It's real nasty. It's All a right. nasty case. It's horrible. And I want to throw that out there. And thank you, Cameron, for everything you do. Appreciate no problem, man. Thank you. Pr- appreciate it. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? I'm going to be even shorter this time, Cameron. Okay. Oh, you got in three times today. Yeah. uh, uh, But anyway, guys, I I just wanted to ask everybody of of color, um, are you guys living up to your childhood? Are are y'all really walking uh, in righteousness? Because in order for us to come together, we don't need to be waiting on the skies to open up for somebody to drop out the sky. We, uh, the brother that was on earlier, he said that these were just common people that made, uh, that's making this history. Okay, well, people of color, we are the uh, creators of mathematics and navigation. Uh, When we come, when we start acting who we really are, and if you guys need a hint, pick up um, your Bible today and read uh, Psalms 82. It speaks directly to people of color. And I just want to know if you guys are really walking in righteousness. Because if you're walking in righteousness, then we don't we won't have all these problems that we got going on. Right. We have to come together as one you, unit. Right. One unit, guys. You said you would be short of this time. All right. Uh, just, just love y'all and, and love you, Cameron. And, and uh, thank you again for everything that you do. We appreciate this program, and we hope it never go off. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Cameron. You know my gal has internet, right? I'm seeing a lot of these clowns like Michael Eric Dyson, uh, Ron Martin, uh, and a couple of other ones being ripped to shreds with their race selling. They're out there trying to sell race. That's the reason why we're getting so marginalized as black businesses right now. We've got these clowns out there and $30,000 worth of clothes and jewelry telling, lying on us, uh-huh. slandering the black community. I mean, they're nothing but slanderers, man. All How right. are you going to do that? That's, One example. I got a roll, Larry. I got a I got a, uh-oh. Actually, actually, I was trying to cut Larry off, and I hung up on Larry. I didn't mean to hung, hang up on you. Prematurely, I was trying to do it much more politely than that. I'm sorry, Larry. We'll talk later. I think we talked to you two or three times today, too. Okay, caller on line two. Good morning. Yeah, Who's I, this? I, I just uh, was listening to all the uh, conversation. Uh-huh. And, and, uh, you know, sometimes if you'll uh, let the past be in the past, it'll, it'll stay in the past. 
But anyway, uh, something interesting is uh, I was up in the Smoky Mountains over the weekend, and uh, when you're on top of the mountain, you don't get no service uh, on your cell phone. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, how am I on top of a mountain with nothing in my way but the sky, and I can't get I can't get service. Mm -hmm. And uh, another little quick thing is is uh, why does NASA is the biggest buyer of helium on the planet? What are they doing with all that helium, and how come I can't get service on top of a mountain? All right, good question. <laughs> I tell you what, one part of that would be you might be higher than the actual um, cell phone tower. Now, I have I did know that from when I lived in Phoenix. If we were right under the mountain, the the signal was going past you. You were too close to it, so it wouldn't connect. Although I'm looking right up and I can see it, but my phone wouldn't connect. So I do know that, and it'd be the same if you were technically right above it. All right, just just science. I'm just a school bus driver, man. I don't, you know, I don't know nothing about technology or broadcasting. I'm just telling you what I know. 317-239-1009. Maybe somebody's got a better scientific explanation. I just drive the bus, man. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is LaShawn. LaShawn, you're live on the air. What's on your mind? Um, I just want to talk about landlords' rights. Talk and, about and, 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 uh, leasers. Okay, so I, I'm um, in a, a subsidized setting, mm -hmm. and um, my landlord got mad at me because I complained on him about some holes in the house and the foundation I'm meeting up with the house and stuff. So he tried to do a complaint on me with one of his favorite friends. Mm -hmm. He brought in a he brought in a government agency and pulled my dog that's on my lease. I paid a paid deposit for my dog and my dog is on the lease mm -hmm. he came in there unauthorized he did not give me no notice he did not call me he did not email me he did not send me a letter he didn't call text none of that and my thing is this is he, he took your dog no he tried to okay he he, he he made a false complaint let's back this up a little bit he made a false complaint on my dog that is not outside I'm about to remind you, my dog ain't nothing but 10 pounds. She's mm -hmm. a Yorkie. Mm -hmm. And so they, she, he called a government agency, made a false complaint. She came in my home, and we wasn't there. The animal control officer, she had the badge on, the blue badge on, the blue uniform, mm -hmm. the, the everything on. And so when I pulled up, we was like, what? Yeah, so he was trying to have her, the, my, the, the dog was in the harness. I, is that what they call the little yeah. Yeah. thing to go around their neck? Mm -hmm. She pulled my dog, she was pulling my dog from up under the bed, with, and then she had like a snack in her hand. So, so what, is that, can he do that? Can he do that? Well, the good, the good question would be to do a couple of things. You could reach out to free, for free, Indiana Legal Services, or the or the neighborhood Christian Legal Clinic. Do you know who your city county counselor is? Um, no, but I went into Lawrence Small Claims Court and see I had one. Mm -hmm. He still it's like he harassing me. So a year later, he, it, it, he every year he would do the same thing. But see, my lease it automatically rotates over. So, so here's so so I've got about a minute left. So here's what I'm going to tell you to do. First. If you need some legal services for free, Indy, um, Indiana Legal Services or the Neighborhood Christian Legal Clinic can help you uh, look into this. However, the city of Indiana, city, city of Indianapolis has really tried to crack down on um, 
landlords because Indiana has been ranked one of the worst states yes, for yes we're, we're bad so so what you're saying there's people out there listening who know exactly what you're going through so reach out to your city county counselor because they actually have tried and made some efforts and the city has passed um, different ordinances to help people in your situation so you don't have the lower hand the issue is as I've said earlier today and as Imhotep has said those efforts have been blocked by uh, your state lawmakers, your state senators, and your state representatives. So, one, on long term, we need to hold them accountable because they don't want people like you to have the upper hand when it comes to your uh, landlord situation. So reach out to your city county counselor, find out who that is, and start up a conversation with them. Um, But also, if you need legal, reach out to Indiana Legal Services or the Neighborhood Christian Legal Clinic. So we got to roll because that's the end of the show. I'm so sorry to hear about what you're going through, but you are not alone in this situation. So, But the way to do it is to start calling it out. So thank you for calling into the show, and good luck. Thank you for having me. All right. Appreciate you. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of Open Lines. We're going to be back same time, same station, next Sunday morning, live at 8 again as we get closer to... Uh, election day uh, that which is coming up so again starting tomorrow you will be able to go early vote starting at the city county counts at the city county building slow it down city county building from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. and then next weekend including on Sunday you can go vote early at the city county building starting at 11 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday. All right, we got to vote. How many times have we talked about it on just this show alone? Reach out to your city county counselor. Reach out to your state lawmaker. Reach out to your uh, state senator. We only seem to focus on the presidential election, but the things that affect you on a daily basis are the people who have offices on Market Street, either at the city county building or at the state house we got to know who these people are because when it comes down to it they're the ones who are supposed to serve your life the closest all right i will see you tomorrow morning on fox 59 starting at 4 a.m and on cbs 4 starting at 5 a.m i'm indy's newsman i appreciate you starting your week with us right here on open lines coming up on hot here comes brandon and on tlc here comes al with the hour of power